Welcome to this special broadcast of Techopia Live. I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Thank you so much for being with us today. As always, we have a great show lined up for you. Today, we're speaking to an organization that I think is absolutely key to the future of Ottawa's technology sector, specifically when it comes to producing talent and upskilling talent. For the past seven years, OBJ, along with our partners at the Ottawa Board of Trade, have uh, surveyed hundreds of local executives on key barriers to growth. Uh, and that includes many people, by the way, in Ottawa's technology sector. And one barrier comes up time and time again. That issue is talent. How to develop talent, how to attract talent, how to retain talent. And today we talk to the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering and its Dean Jacques Beauvais. Let's Welcome him to the show right now, Dean Vauvet. Do Beauvais, I should get that right. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Michael. Yeah, glad sorry, to be so, here. Sorry for the tongue tied there. So um, as we kick things off, Dean, I'm sure people uh, are anxious to get to know you. Uh, I know you know hundreds of people and thousands of students, but uh, introduce yourself, uh, your experience, and uh, kind of what you bring to uh, to the dean's job. Well, I, I've been back in Ottawa. I was a student back in Ottawa uh, just a few years ago, and I've been back in Ottawa for four years. And just before that, I spent 24 years at the University of Sherbrooke. And the last 10 of those, I was Vice President Research Innovation and Entrepreneurship. And one of our really, really big focus was developing industry partnerships. It was uh, moving, shifting the perception of entrepreneurship as being a professor researcher thing to really putting the focus on the students. And, and just to, to put in place even a partnership office and, and build that out, you know, we did some really fun things. Um, we were working with IBM and Teledyne Dalsa and we developed the, uh, the C2MI, the big uh, 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 center for collaborative research out in, uh, in microelectronics out in Bromont. And those were really key moments for us to really shift our position from the very, uh, um, insulated model of a university to really being partnerships and working with all of the stakeholders around us. That, that's a perfect segue, in fact, Dean, because I, I think there could be people watching uh, today that have a very old-fashioned, quite frankly, view of what an engineering school is. And they might have this vision of students, you know, going to class for four years and working really hard and doing some exams, and then only at that point being exposed to the private sector. And I don't think that matches with what your modern vision is of an engineering school. So enlighten us on, on how engineering schools these days actually work. Well, one of the things I, I maybe I can start saying, I feel an extremely um, intense sense of urgency. You know, the world has changed. We've just interrupted decades of the practices we had to train engineers, you know, over the last year and a half. And things have really, really changed. And the world has changed. The problems have become extremely complex. And for me, engineering, computer science, which is in the faculty too, we need to be addressing those real world problems. So we've really needed to change our approach. Um, and, and that sense of urgency to me is all a huge opportunity to be able to build in new types of projects, new ways of working and, and building on the experience I had before of developing those partnerships. We need to, to really focus on hands-on training, real-world problems. You know, we've been talking to people from industry for the past two years at, at very intensely. 
They really want us to develop the professional skills of the students, their team working skills. They want to be working on multidisciplinary projects, learn to work with people with different backgrounds. And, and on top of that, you know, you always have to think about um, uh, diversity and inclusivity, which to yes. me are absolutely fundamental aspects of really innovating and really addressing those real world problems. So, so you know, you put all of that together and you, you start saying, okay, we need a lot more experiential learning. We need our students to work in teams and to develop some design projects and they need to be client-based. We need partners, we need companies, we need organizations who are willing to bring some uh, some of the, 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 the challenges they have, some of the problems so we can get the students working on these from the first year all the way through the fourth year and then transitioning into grad school. And if they want to do that or hit the job market afterwards, and they need to be able to do that, whether they've done co-op or other types of experiential learning, that hands-on real world problem, I think is really fundamental. I, I, when I listen to you speak, Dean, I get so excited and I, I hear that constant uh, uh, recurrence of real world. And you know that's really what we're doing in the show, by the way. You know, if you're tuned in today, what we want to provide you with is a sense of how the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering is going can help your organization, whether or not you're a private technology sector company or an association. We've divided today's show, uh, Dean, as you know, into three different topics. The first topic we're going to take a look at is how uh, engineering school can help with your talent strategy for those of you looking. Uh, the second topic we're going to get into is partnerships. And the third topic involves lifelong learning. And I know, Dean, that that's all kind of intermingled there. Uh, we'll end up uh, with some questions. So if you're watching live, you can pose some questions through the social media platform that you're on. Uh, if you're on YouTube, remember, you got to be linked in to ask those questions. So, Dean, let's dig into our first topic. I can't wait to start. So this topic is about talent. And I'm sure, Dean, there are people, as I indicated, that are watching today or listening to us today. And they're saying, I need help with talent. I need help with young talent up uh, uh, and that type of thing. Tell us how the University of Ottawa Engineering uh, School can help with that. Well, you know, as I was kind of hinting at that, there are several ways to approach it. Um, you can, we already have, we're, we're having the students work in teams on design projects throughout their undergraduate degree. And one of the things we really insist on is that the projects they work on are client-based. So it could be, um, we've had all kinds of organizations, some companies, some community organizations, some, some government departments come in with their problems, their challenges. And the students um, uh, will spend quite a bit of time working together on these. They're very determined to come up with some practical solutions. We're all, of course, the professors and the teaching assistants and everybody is, is behind the scenes working with them to help them learn because these are learning experiences. So we want them to develop those professional skills to be able to interact with their clients. But the ex experiential learning is a very broad term. It's what they're doing within the walls of the university it's within it's what they're doing if they go off on internships or co-op internships and there's a lot of flexibility to work between that it's partnering with people who can help us um, bring the real challenges of professional skills development to our students and and it, it goes on throughout the undergraduate degree it goes off throughout the master's and and phd degree also because well first of all uh, um, many of our master's programs now are co-op so the students can actually do an internship 
We work, of course, of course, closely with MITAC, so our students can spend quite a bit of time out in industry and, and to be supported for that. So, so it goes through research, it goes through the actual um, uh, learning experience that they have in the different courses that they take, and we're, we're evolving that model all the time, right? Things that are becoming really important to us is industrial certification, and I can talk a little bit about it and how we, we, we broach that when we talk about lifelong learning. Um, but but that's a, a growing and important aspect. It's something that we can include within the, the programming, so the students have have that, that that industry certification when they 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 hit the job market. Another aspect where I think we can help working with with with, with partners or companies and organizations outside is we have quite a few students that are also international students that uh, we're now hitting about a third of our undergraduates are international students and, and, a, and a significant proportion of our grad students. The fun part about that is that it, it gives a very, um, it gives an international experience to even our, our Ottawa and Canadian students that are working in a, in, in a very um, much internationalized environment, which is part of the real world when they're gonna hit the job market. It also brings in some talent into the region. Those are, are, are thousands of students that are coming to study at the University of Ottawa here in engineering that most of them, when we do the surveys, they want to hit the job market here afterwards. And, and there are ways to facilitate that. And that's a way to be able to recruit some really top talent from around the world to come and join us and, and, and have an impact in the region. So that's one of the, uh, the strong elements I think that, that, that we can do. I love the, you know, the win-win nature of getting students, you know, out of the classroom, uh, start working uh, with real companies, real associations on real world problems. So that's obviously of tremendous uh, value to the students because it ensures that their skills uh, are going to be there. And from the employer side, it really is, you know, through programs like co-op and other examples, Dean, it's a way for those organizations to experience the students, to get to know them, understand what their potential is and what a potential fit is. So, I mean, it, it is a it is a vision that works both ways, uh, very symbiotic, if I could put it that way. Yeah, and I was talking for somebody from with somebody from MIT last week, and we were talking about experiential learning. They call it act, active learning over there. And one of the key elements that he mentioned, which I think is worth is worth uh, highlighting, is this. This is a way to also bring some problems which be a little bit more risky. You know, uh, the students, they have no limits. They have no boundaries. They're ready to address any kind of problem. Interesting. It, 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 it's a way to bring in some of those problems that, that maybe it's something for the future or down the road. Um, it could be a very, very practical project that they need an answer today, but it can also be something where you can't risk having some people internally addressing this problem or spending time on that, whereas a team of students, they will, they will jump at it and really uh, uh, give themselves to solve it. Such an interesting point. I completely see that. So if you know, if you have your own team of engineers internally, they might be bogged down dealing with issues that need to be resolved in the next few hours. How are they going to ever lift their head up and look to the horizon and say, you know, what are some bigger, more challenging issues? And and why not do that with young yeah. people who aren't going to necessarily even have the constraints of uh, of people working within that organization? Yeah, and it's one of our challenges when we're managing technology and innovation that. You, you need to be thinking ahead, you need to be innovating, but you, you need to focus your attention on your current activities, on your, your current markets, your current yeah. products, and you need to do a lot of incremental innovation and, and improving that. So you, you, you can't uh, 
you, you can't put all your focus on, on, on trying something new, but the student teams, they, they can jump on that and they can really, they, they are always amazing in the way they, uh, they address some of these problems. So, so those are, I think, uh, real interesting opportunities. Uh, I love that. Uh, Dean, let's move on to our second topic, which, by the way, is implicit in in what we've just talked about. So, you know, as you indicated to me in, in some of our advanced discussions, uh, all of this is intertwined. But we're going to be talking about partnerships. And my goodness, Dean, um, you have been so active, um, you know, in striking all of these partnerships. You know, I, I think of Canada uh, North Business Association. I think of Sengen. Uh, I think the potential of establishing research labs. This is, I mean, this is really key now. You're, I mean, the school is really becoming, you know, a very active participant in the ecosystem of the technology sector. Tell us about uh, some of these partnerships and how you want to work with uh, both associations and private sector companies. You know, one of the most, we've got two aspects to our mission, right? It's, it's training people and it's developing new knowledge. And when you start working with industry partners, you, you're you're very likely to be able to, to move those both those, those ha, both aspects of that mission. Yes, I like very much to surround our students with people from industry or working in technology, working in government. That's when they learn the most, right? So we want to create these collisions between our students and people out in industry. They're going to learn so much so fast. You you mentioned in our business association, the university has for a little while now, for, for a couple of years, been been very present out in Canada North. We have some space over there. We're opening up research labs to be able to have our researchers and their students teams out there working with industry. That's a really important element. And, and I know that that really has a lot of impact. It improves the training and improves our relationship. I've always, you know, a company is not going to, at the first meeting, tell you these are the 10 showstoppers that, that, that could get us into real trouble. You need to build a trusting relationship yeah. to be able to put the real problems on the table. So these partnerships, our presence out in Canada North, the, the interactions that we're having, we're working with an awful lot of companies in all kinds of areas. Um, you can even think of our, our center for for indigenous community infrastructure, where we're working more on the angle, civil, chemical engineering, things like that, working with partners and regions and communities. We can start with some, some projects that we, uh, it's either training the students, being a client, um, developing the knowledge of what the real issues are within the, 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 the company, start to show that, yeah, our students can deliver, our researchers can deliver and build that trust and then really address the state of the art issues that are really happening. Uh, out in the real world. And, and that's when we win for the students, we win for the partners, and, and we want to develop that. So to me, partnerships are a key to that. Um, one of our alumni is uh, uh, Pant, uh, uh, is Pant. everybody calls him Panch. He used to be the executive vice president at Arizona State University, which is a wow. real model of accessibility of higher education innovation partnership. And he's now the president of the National Science Foundation. And when he's asked, what is the success recipe, you know, for, for being innovative, for moving forward, he says, there are three elements. He said, it's partnership, partnership, partnership. That's how we bring the problems. That's how we connect. That's how we connect the students to the real world problem. So we are, we have indeed, as you mentioned, been doing a lot of new partnerships. 
sometimes they're related to lifelong learning and open the door that way. And I'll get back to that in just a few minutes when we open that. I think our presence in, in Canada North is really key to be able to be there. And it goes beyond just our presence there in the sense, you know, we've just we're, we've just launched Alacrity Ottawa, where we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, to accelerate the entrepreneurship ideas of everybody, bring the students into entrepreneurship. We already have that, uh, another facet of it here in the faculty that's called Maker Launch. And why am I so keen on entrepreneurship for the students is because they will be learning professional skills. They will be yeah. learning problem solving skills. They were in fact be learning very broad range of skills. We we you know we have a master of entrepreneurship and engineering design with the students will do interests in startups. And the advantage of that is they won't necessarily all be entrepreneurs. They won't all start their companies, but they will be I think invaluable assets to the companies who are going to uh, hire them afterwards because they will have such a broad range of skills and 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 really be active. So we're trying to work um, to, we can't know all of the problems. And and so working with industry brings us the, the state of the art problems, allows us to take a little bit of risk with our students and, and turn them onto these problems and, and help them work. And, and again, it goes from, um, um, it can be, like the traditional model, pure research partnership where we have one or several profs and their grad students working with the company to try to address an issue, usually mid to long-term uh, type of, of timeline, but it can be simply like we have a problem, how can we work together? And I think my message is, um, the, the more important aspect is we have all kinds of ways to work uh, uh, together, I think, and to try to address these issues and to connect the talent with them. I think one of the really big aspects is to start talking and and we we are not trying to use like a standard template this is the way okay. we work with you what we're That's trying to point. see is what's the issue and and what are you trying to achieve and it's been my experience that we do need to know who we are for the partnership to be successful yeah. i need yeah. to really understand from the first that if i'm talking to a company their goal is to develop, produce products, sell them, and, and be successful at that. And when our partner understands that our mission is to train students and to develop new knowledge, then we can come together and we can have really, really successful partnerships. Well, that's, that's really neat. Uh, and, and thanks for clarifying that, because I was going to ask is, how do these partnerships start? But I guess, as you said, there's not really a template uh, or a a form you fill out. It starts with a discussion and understanding yeah. what each other's fundamental needs are and, and uh, just working that out through discussion. That's a very yeah. organic way of looking at it. You know, one example is over the last couple of years, we spent a lot of time out in, in Canada North where we were bringing some of the profs to introduce their expertise. But after that, we need to connect. We need to start talking and we need yeah. to, to see whether we can do something, you know, whether it's for 5G, the, the, that's a, a key technology that's being developed. Or again, like I said, it's just, we talk about Canada North, but engineering, we, 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 it's also civil engineering, it's also mechanical, it's also the more traditional uh, sides of that. It's not, not just about IT. So it, I think a conversation is the best way to start.
Yeah, good, good point. Uh, by the way, we're going to go to topic number three here in a second. I just want to remind people that we're we're going to ask the dean some questions uh, coming up in a, just about five minutes or so. So if you're on a social media platform like LinkedIn or YouTube, you can be asking those questions, and they'll come to us through our our chat function here. So, uh, so dean, so far we've we've talked obviously about talent, and um, you know in my mind, that's often kind of young students going to engineering school and you want to get them out of the classroom and uh, through co-op programs and, and research. We've talked a little bit about uh, partnerships. So that's really how the Faculty of Engineering can work with associations. Uh, Canada North would be a good example. Uh, also, uh, Sengen, your alacrity program is really interesting. Now we want to talk a little bit about lifelong learning. So, you know, the, the again, some people might think when they think about an engineering school, it's all about, you know, uh, 20 year olds getting trained uh, for the first time in their profession. But in fact, you know, as I understand it, um, your vision for the U Ottawa Engineering School is also very much about existing um, uh, engineers that might have gone to school anywhere, uh, but they're right here in the city or beyond. And those people might want to upskill. So, you know, have more relevant, uh, uh, timely skill development, uh, or sometimes they might need to completely retrain. So talk to us about the engineering school and its uh, vision of lifelong learning. I think that's one of the, the topics that has moved forward so quickly in the last few years. We've, made, we've really deployed a lot of activities. Um, Lifelong learning is absolutely crucial. We, we, you can't learn all the skills you're going to need throughout your careers in four years or, or an extra year of a, a master's or anything like that. Not, not at the speed that things are changing right now. So one of the ways that we've done it, well, well first of all, we've been talking to a lot of our alumni over the last couple of years and, and knew that a lot of them were interested in engineering management, for example, to, to perfect their skills on that side. But we knew they wouldn't come to campus. Uh, it was too complicated. They're, they're already juggling very complex lives okay. and very complex work life. So we, you know, we took what was a good program, the engineering management program, and we, we, we partnered with KeyPath. We completely redeveloped it for an online offering. So, so that's one that's been extremely successful. I think we have almost three times as many students registered for that program than we had we, we had even dared to hope for beforehand. So, and so that allows, uh, depending on the, on the career path that this, the, these people, the, these engineers and computer scientists want to take in their companies, they can come and get some engineering management uh, training working with us through that program, which works very well. We know, you know, there are areas like, like cloud computing. Um, it does you don't need to have to be a very old graduate, to not have been exposed to all of the cloud compu computing knowledge that you needed. So, so we developed a, a partnership and uh, working with Syngen to be able to offer, um, let me stop a second and say something. One thing that's really fundamental to what we do is the faculty works very closely with the Professional Development Institute at the University yes. of Ottawa. Okay. They're traditionally responsible for uh, continuing education, but the way we split things up has nothing to do with the, with the needs of the people in the job market, in the company. So we work together and we're able to develop the solution that's the most appropriate to what people's needs are. So working with the Professional Development Institute, we, we developed, for example, an agreement with Syngen where we're able to offer 
uh, industry certification in cloud computing. We're all we're able to offer some um, um, uh, activities, learning activities that are much more concise in terms of the time working with uh, real true continuous education. We're also able to offer credited uh, um, uh, training, you know, for, for getting those credentials, Very working with engine. We do that with uh, another organization called FX Innovation, where we're able to develop a, a, a partnership through that. You, you heard what we do with KeyPath. We've developed also, we could hear that there was a real need for engineering sales training, that that was an aspect that we needed to develop more. And that's fairly rare in Canada. In fact, I, I haven't seen an engineering sales program as such. So we were, we were already developing that kind of training within the faculty for a while for our graduate programs or course-based master of engineering program. So we transformed that in order to be able to offer it now through modules, some of it is online, some of it is in present, to really be able to respond to the needs of the industrial partners to, 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 to bring the right type of training. But you know, it really is lifelong learning, okay? Yeah. So life doesn't start at university. So yeah. you know, we have a, a, a really, really dynamic outreach program where the last year where we were all open, um, there were 47,000 youth in, in, in primary and secondary school involved in the engineering outreach program Very through all neat. kinds of things, summer camps, uh, you know, programs, weekend things. What we've started to do now is we're offering computer science courses to high school students hmm. that are double credited and count for their university degree afterwards. So we're, 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 go we're going back on, on the youth side. Of, of learning and it's all integrated within our vision all the way up to lifelong learning that we can adapt and, and offer new programs. That's after. really neat because even when you were saying lifelong learning, I was thinking people you, that might be you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years into their career and you're saying, no, no, it can start even before they come to the university. Uh, Absolutely. You know, plant that seed uh, to get them interested. And, uh, and it's in a really critical aspect also when we're, we have this principle of EDI that we're trying to develop we need to reach out. We need to go yeah. see the younger, the younger uh, high school kids and be able to show them how they can have an impact for real. That's one of the key elements for them. They really, they're not expecting to have an impact 10 years down the road. They want to have an impact now. So again, that's, that's kind of a way for me to segue back to the beginning that we need to be able to bring in front of them some real world problems that they can really sink their teeth in. And 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 to, to feel that they're having an impact, D Dean. That's a perfect uh, transition. By the way, we're going to move to our Q and A component. And for a reminder, if you're watching this live on any social media channel, you can ask a question uh, through that platform. Dean, uh, we get a couple questions, maybe a few questions, but I wanted to start with that. Uh, I think you touched a little bit there on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I know. You know, that's been a big issue even before the pandemic when we were talking mostly at that point about uh, gender equity. And, and now these days, I think that that concept of equity is ex expanded into all sorts of other ways. But just maybe touch on that, whether it's, uh, you know, women in STEM or, or that bigger uh, equity. What What is the uh, engineering school? And I heard you right a second ago saying we're starting with younger kids, making sure they've got that. But tell us a little bit about uh, equity as it relates to the engineering school. You know, we, we need to be very actively involved because there's still um, much larger group of young men who come in who come to engineering and computer science, right? 
Um, the needle is moving very quickly. We have a third more young women who are joining the Faculty of Engineering in September than there were just a year ago. And it's been climbing rapidly for the, the last three years. We are working um, with many other organizations in Canada to try to achieve the objective of 30 by 30, which is 30 percent um, women engineering in, women in engineering by 2030. So we're really on track to, to be able to to meet that uh, objective much much before 2030. So so that's very exciting. But if you're going to look at the real world problems, if you're going to look at climate change issues, if you're going to look at how technology is impacting communities, you need to have around the engineering table addressing these issues, thinking of solutions. You need to have all kinds of points of view. So it's absolutely essential that we are able to bring in these teams together. And some of the things we do, I'll give you an example. Um, um, you know, we have um, uh, significant facilities to do for the students to do design projects. We opened a new building uh, uh, a few years ago, hard to say many years ago now that we've just been through the pandemic, right? It's, it's changed our, our timescale. Uh, <laughs> but we've got, we've got over 3,000 students working in the design facilities every year. One of the things we do is we make sure that when we go and identify volunteers in first year, we're able to identify volunteers who will become involved and who do represent all kinds of uh, diversity and, and with inclusive approaches. They become teaching assistants. They become project managers working with other teams of students. They become lab managers down the road because the entire facility is being run by the students for the students. And what we realized recently is that doing that, it's not just a job opportunity for the students to become TAs and to become project managers. And it's actually a leadership program. So we're really doing our best internally to be able to, 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 to coach and mentor the students from wide, uh, with a lot of diversity and inclusivity to become leaders and we're the next generations of students. So we're trying to really uh, change things so that when they hit the job market, they're going to have to solve these super complex intertwined social technology problems and they'll be ready for it. Uh, Dean, we have a question, uh, in fact, from uh, someone who's fairly been fairly prominent in the tech sector for many years. Um, and he's asking about, um, has you Ottawa Engineering considered creating more adjunct research positions uh, from industry? So you probably know more about, you know, what that uh, what that looks like, but any thoughts around adjunct uh, research positions? Uh? Yeah, there, there are there are quite a few right now, but I think we can we can modernize that. I think, you know, there's a um, these tend to, the adjunct professors tend to be close collaborators of, of the professors in place and, and, and they build up their ties. But I think, you know, from everything I just said, the speed change, the importance of bringing in um, that, that perspective from industry directly into the, the, the programs, I think that's, a, that's something that we're, we're looking at, you know, to try to have close to us that perspective. And, you know, we spend a lot of time also involving our alumni because they're they're like our front line of 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 uh, uh, almost they are, they are family to us, and we try to bring in their perspective. We try to involve them. We try we try to help them. We have task forces in place for them for them to guide us. So uh, this is something that we need to do a lot more of, and that we've started to really ramp up. 
Uh, we had a question, uh, by the way, on uh, Vitesse reskilling, uh, but I don't know if that was uh, full, you were fully briefed on that. So just for the for the person watching live that's asked a few questions on Vitesse, maybe I'll facilitate a connection with the, with the Dean after the show. Um, Dean, we probably only have a couple more minutes here. So as we wrap up, maybe can you provide us, look a little bit into the future, you know, whether that's 12 or 24 months, maybe even in you know, three years down the road, where do you see the school? What significant changes will have occurred in that kind of one to two to three year period, the near future? You know, I think one element is that we tend to see ourselves within our walls, right? Uh, we're, at, we're at the south end of the campus, we are our buildings. I think one of the important message, looking ahead a few years, few years down the road, it's not about the buildings, it's about the relationships. It's about, it's always been about our students. It's always been about our research, but it's gonna be about the, the relationships. So that's why we're out in Canada North and we will continue to really, you, I, I hope I gave some elements as to why that, that connection is so important. You know, those collisions we want to have with industry and with government and all that. And, and so, uh, you know, our Center for uh, uh, Indigenous Community Infrastructure they bring the researchers and the students working out into the communities. And, and those are just two examples of why I think the future is that the faculty no longer lives just within its walls. I think the buildings become much less important and it's the relationships that come to define what the faculty is. It's the online training, it's the in-presence interactions, it's the students working in the companies it's the, the the companies as clients bringing projects to the students, and it's that 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 almost abstract but but full network in place that becomes the faculty down the road. I think that's well, critical. Yeah, thanks. You've done such a good job, Dean. I know there's so many programs. Uh, it, it's hard even to squeeze into a half hour period, but you've done such a good job explaining, you know, how uh, you can help with local talent needs, innovation needs, lifelong learning, and how you, how I sense that you're so eager to be uh, talking with the private sector to form those partnerships. Dean, if someone's watching today or listening, uh, how can they contact you? We'll bring up a slide on screen uh, just to help you with that. There you go. I, I think the best, the easiest way, we, you know, we've talked about lifelong training. We talked about programs. We talked about research. We talked about being clients for student project, I think we 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 just put up a, a an easy to remember email address bizdevengineering at uottawa.ca. Drop us a line. We will follow up with you. We will want to do exactly what I said before. We want to engage a conversation. We want yeah. to understand the needs so we can build some win-win uh, uh, partnerships. And for a few of you people asking some questions there, uh, just uh, just send that off uh, to the uh, Dean and he can help. Dean, again, thanks for all your time today. Congratulations on your success and, you know, wishing you uh, continued success as you you work with the private sector and out in Canada North and all those different programs. We appreciate your time today, Dean. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. All right. It's time to recognize our Techopia partners. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as NumberCrunch, offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies, Pearly Robertson Hill & McDougall, a leader in business and technology sector law, TD Bank, specialized programs for technology companies, the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent. Techopia is not only a podcast, 
We post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, you can find Techopia at Techopia, O-T-T. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. Thanks so much for tuning in to uh, today for joining us with this great conversation with Dean Jacques Beauvais. Uh, and thanks again to the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering for all the support. It lends uh, Techopia. They literally, through their partnerships and the, the partnerships uh, of the people you just saw on screen, allow us to report on a day-to-day -day basis on the technology sector. So they're really uh, empowering us to do that. That's all the time we have to today. For my colleagues at the Ottawa Business Journal and our regular host, Sherry Ask, I'm signing off. Hope to see you real soon. Stay safe.